coming to you for the very first time from a to-be-named studio in beautiful West Roxbury, Massachusetts. I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything. In fact, tonight, it has a little bit of everything. It's another Small Talk Spectacular, because there's a lot going on in our lives, so much so that we can't plan a full-themed episode. <laughs> Joining me to catch up on all the things that have been happening lately... From the middle-aged mama studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary the H-bomb, Hillary Butler. Hillary uh, the Hillary Butler. There we go. <laughs> Hillary the H-bomb, Livingston Butler. Good evening, Hillary. Did you, like, have a stroke right there? I mean, it was, like, going back and forth. I always kind of forget about H-bomb, and I'm like, why did I have that? And that was because... I grew up in the 90s when DJs were a big deal, and <laughs> we gave ourselves <laughs> DJ names, and I was DJ H-Bomb. So, DJ hi, H-bomb. how are you? Yep. Spinning those uh, tunes got, for you. Got another great DJ name coming for you from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. It's Anne Highfire Lundholm. Good evening, Anne. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that, <laughs> except that continuing the DJ theme, now that you live in West Roxbury, do we get a lot of Night at the Roxbury references? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Uh, well, so this is complicated because I'm, I'm in the West Roxbury neighborhood of Boston, Massachusetts. You may have heard of it. Um, a lot of Duncan. And there is also a <laughs> Roxbury, Mass, which is a different neighborhood. Uh so I, you know, I that could be tough. I need to be. It's night at the West Roxbury. Just to be <laughs> clear. just to be clear. Wait, is uh, Roxbury and, where like Bobby Brown was from? Is that where he was from? Is he was from Roxbury? Where is he from? You're catching me on the spot here. I don't know. I'm sorry. I should have Dave. Go ask. Like... Go ask Dave. Yeah. Okay. Wait, hold on. Hey, Dave. <laughs> where was Bobby Brown from? Great content. He said Roxbury? Yes, so he's from Roxbury. Okay, thank you. Here we go. Yeah, he grew up in Roxbury's Orchard Park projects, according to Wikipedia. I bet there weren't any orchards there. (laughs) I I, Maybe in like 1776 there were, but that was about it. All right, so our our first uh, small talk topic is urban development. (laughs) (laughs) Now, actually, we're going to do a mailbag that's full of your childhood fears just in time for Halloween. Uh, Then we're going to do our extended small talk spectacular, followed by uh, some T-She recommends and how you can get involved with the show. And you are high fire because in the rerun, excuse me, the T-She instant classic (laughs) that aired last week, uh, the candy episode, which was very good. Uh, We had an extended conversation about your furnace not wanting to fire on its various levels, low fire and high fire. And I said in that episode that I was going to call you high fire <laughs> and then promptly forgot for two years. <laughs> but Bring we got it back. there in the end and I'm still traumatized by that, even though I haven't had a, a problem with that. in I guess two years now, I still well, catch myself glancing at the thermostat and hoping it's not blank. Oh. You've, you've picked other appliances to suffer with. Uh, yes. We'll get there. <laughs> Uh, before yeah. we do, Hillary, why don't you take us to the mailbag? All right. Um, let's us go to the mailbag. We got actually quite a few um, little gems this week. It was great. Yay. I, um, I, I love hearing from everybody. Um, and actually, okay, so I was laughing. Our first, our email is from Bob Stein, our, our big emailer. And I was laughing because I was listening to an interview um, with 
R.L. Stein and the interviewer, Danny Pellegrino, was like, "Which? what do I call you? Do I call you R.L. Stein? Do I call you R.L. or Robert? And he was like, no, call me Bob. And I was like, oh, it's funny to think of R.L. Stein's name as Bob Stein. And then I'm like, Bob Stein. I wonder if Bob Stein is the writer of Goosebumps, but I don't think so. I don't think he would also be a teacher and write Goosebumps. I think he might just retire on the, the Goosebumps, Goosebumps money. He uh, might just stay humble. Fortune. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but he was kind of a funny interview. Anyway, this is what Bob says. He says, hi, T-shirts. Uh, one of my childhood fears, and there were many, uh, was precipitated by some unfortunate TV viewing, as it often is. Some kind of science yes. show that featured the famous Tacoma Narrows Bridge collapse in 1940. I remember seeing this and watching the pictures of people running off the bridge as it buckled up and down and thinking, would I be able to escape this? I knew the answer. It would be sudden, painful, and a terrifying <laughs> death for me. Mind you, I was only about six or seven at the time. So it would come as no surprise that whenever we would drive to New Jersey from Philly and had to cross uh, over either the Ben Franklin or Walt Whitman bridges, I was paralyzed with terror. I even asked my parents if there were ways around this, and they responded with, no. Are you afraid of bridges? They're perfectly safe. Of course, this did nothing to allay my fears, and two years or so after that show, I was a nervous wreck when we had to leave the city for Jersey. If one can clinch their entire body, that then that is what I did whenever we encountered those potentially killer bridges. Fortunately, exposure therapy, basically being captive in the family car for all of those years, seemed to have done the trick, and I no longer fear bridges. Plenty of other real fears now, but with bridges, I'm good. F-S-A-U, fun show as usual. Bob S. Thanks, Bob. Actually, I think you should be more scared of bridges now than you were yes. back then. Because they're like, Don't you know ruin it for him. Not safe. <laughs> they're like actively What this not made safe. me think of is those like triple decker bridges in Ugh. Texas the time yes. I went to, we do not have those here in, in Minnesota and it was when I was uh getting onto I-90 south from Dallas Fort Worth I-35 and, I-35 yeah 35 yep I-35 yeah. from Dallas Fort Worth heading south and it's like the initial yeah, incline on a roller coaster oh. it's it's so tall and it's like one lane and there's yep. only like half walls on either side. And if yep. you break down or, or, you know, there's no slow lane and fast lane. So like, no. I'm terrified out of my mind and all the people who do this drive every day are like, come on, come on, come on, come on. So like, <laughs> I'm trying to go at a, at an acceptable speed and not crawl yep. up this thing. Yep. I have no, never I been so scared on the road in my life as I was on that thing. It's weird because I'm, not scared of driving and I'm not really scared of those usually but there was one time I was in the middle of Texas like truly I was maybe closest to San Antonio but I was kind of pretty rural area and there was a transition from some highway to some highway it was one of those and I don't know why it wasn't of the collapsing it was like what if I sneeze like what if I what if something happens and I right. and you're really going on such an incline that you're like what if I sneeze and I just jerk and like it's like Toonses, the driving cat, like fly <laughs> off of this. Toonses, no! <laughs> Toonses, no! And, or, you know, you have those feelings. And I truly, like, sorry, trigger. I don't, like, have suicidal ideation. But, like, where you're just like, what if I just, like, turn the, like, what would happen? Yeah. You know, where you're just like, what what, what happens if I, if I do this? What if I just hit the gas right now? <laughs> and I didn't turn the wheel the correct, you know, degree that I need to. Um yeah, it it's I agree. It's scary. And plus like um since we've like private privatized everything and we have no institutions anymore, there's like <laughs> bridge security isn't great. 
think it's pretty bad, actually. Um, so, yeah, Bob, do not allay those fears. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Bridges are inspected by our federal government, and mm-hmm. they're functioning just fine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Totally. I know that up here, for sure. We've never had any major bridge disasters. Yeah, no, never. <laughs> I-35 like, no. is always a perfectly safe highway everywhere. Yep. Texas, yeah. Minnesota. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Seattle maybe has had a 100% safety record on their bridges. gnarly bridges in Seattle. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, I mean, so we were talking about highway bridges a little bit, but, you know, bridges over water is the same but different. And was the Tacoma Narrows thing, was that the bridge that rippled or the bridge that twisted? Um, you know, or both. I don't know. Because I know <laughs> I've seen footage of it, but it's not, you know, it, not in my neighborhood. So, yeah. Right, but it looks like a Marx Brothers movie. Right. Oh, it's, like... it's terrifying, but... Yeah, Ugh. of course. Well, of course you would die, Bob. Of course. <laughs> not to be, you know, not reassuring or anything, but of course you would die. Listen, I've yeah, been thinking about this a lot about like in a disaster scenario, um, like when I watch Yellow Jackets or whatever, and I'm like, I would want to die. I'm not, I don't, again, like I don't wish to die, but I'm like, I don't, I don't want the survivor's instinct in me. Like, I'm not going to go like hunting and gathering i'm like can i just die like i don't this seems really sucky and then when you like emerge and you're triumphant but then you have like psychological damage for the rest of your life no thank you like i want to let me just let me just go i I mean i I think you you never know how you're going to react until you're in this situation you might you might find some drive for survival there but i get it like the idea of crash landing or whatever and having one pair of clothes for the next two years like (laughs) so gross Gross. that's Uh. it that's what you're most worried about (laughs) you know that's the one thing drinking water not your wife marrying the dentist or whatever happened at the end of castaway i feel like those sorts of things that i could happen because those are problem solving things but just being filthy all the time would really upset me being hungry all the time would really make me mad like that would upset me well we'll see we're just soft soft i've been getting these uh there's this survivalist i'm getting in my tiktok feed lately who says he has no problem being hungry, cold, or tired, but only one of those things at a time. And I think that's a really good rule. True. Totally. I don't even know that that needs to be survival instinct. I think that just needs to be life. No, totally. But again, you cannot we, have, we have no frame of reference until, no. unless it actually happens to us to know no. how we would no. actually no. react. So no. let's well, not m- test our theories <laughs> about ourselves. In, me in me and my childhood copy of... Me and my childhood copy of Hatchet are over here saying, Bob, just go over the bridge. <laughs> my side of the mountain. Like, we can do this. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Next, we got a voicemail from the lovely Jessica. We'll play it right here. Hey, Tishi. It's Jessica again. Um, so my really odd childhood fear was... Um, you know how when you get a nightmare, you go into your parents' bedroom to get comforted. Uh, so to do that, I had to walk from one end of the house to the other, which meant I had to walk by a giant glass sliding door that opened up onto our backyard. And our backyard backed up to a green belt. Um, and, you know, I was worried that the jolly green giant 
was going to come through that sliding glass window or door and uh, grab me. I'm not really sure. Uh, (laughs) So uh, I had to decide which was worse, having a nightmare and having to figure out how to comfort myself or running as fast as I could from the side of the house where my bedroom was to my parents' bedroom to get comforted. So yeah, that's my unreasonable childhood fear. On a more serious note though, thinking about the fire alarm fear, um, this is actually one of my like soapbox things that I'm working on at my school. Um, There's a lot of research that says that uh, practicing drills and especially drills that are surprises for the students and or the staff at the school actually causes additional trauma and harm and doesn't actually teach anybody anything. And so, um, yeah, I've been talking to the administration at my building and trying to rally some other folks and have written letters to uh, our school board and even the state legislature um, to see if we can get some laws changed about the drills we need to do and how often and what they look like. So anyway, not an unreasonable fear. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye. All right, Jessica, the end of yours um, really like struck me because you know I hate being startled like more than anything. And I, I do, I, I get that. Like where they don't like kind of warn people. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I get why they try to do it because you don't know when you're going to expect like a drill to happen in real life, right. like in a real situation. But when they give you almost like too much lead up time, you kind of start to get nervous about it. Yeah, I, I think the really good point here is is that like if they don't tell you that it's a drill then in like at least in my childhood mind like forever after now whenever the fire alarm goes off i'm like is this for real is this for real yeah 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 and you shouldn't have to be doing that all the time no and and i don't want to go into details here because it opens up a whole different can of trigger warnings but Sadly, it's not just fire drills anymore, right? Like when we no, were kids, exactly. I think it was just fire drills. Like we're just old enough, right? So we we're probably just past duck and cover. Yeah. We had tornado oh, but, ones, but okay. we, had, we had nuclear drills. Did you? Which were Did essentially you really? duck and cover and wait to yeah. die. Yeah. I remember being like seven and thinking, what on earth is this? How is this desk going to protect me from a <laughs> well, atom it's, bomb? It's funny because Rory... Because he's Rory was asking me about that. Like, did you ever do duck and cover? And I was like, I didn't really like. We did some um, tornado ones, but we didn't do any like um, nuclear ones. But I was like, hey, and I definitely my parents definitely did. And I'm like, do you think that a desk could really help you out in that situation? <laughs> like, a, like a wooden desk could really uh, block you from nuclear uh, damage. That would keep the radiation poisoning at bay for sure. <laughs> we actually, we did those too, but that's because I grew up near a nuclear power plant. Oh, yeah. Yep. Explains a lot, totally Bobby. Helpful. Oh, yeah. yeah. We fished there all the time, <laughs> swam around, drank the water. The fish loved it, actually, because it comes out of the plant warmer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it really, yep. <laughs> um, but I Wait, before, before we move on, let's analyze yep. the Jolly Green Giant. Oh, my God. I, I laughed out loud in delight, too. Jessica. Like, it, 
makes sense and yet it's hilarious that the right. idea that jolly green giant could be um scary <laughs> fuckers weaponizing green beans <laughs> it was more to me like ugh, really like stop trying to make vegetables like fun and jolly like we're all having a good time this sucks i don't want to eat this yeah, they've given up now because now the commercials are get your kids to eat vegetables by smothering them in cheese. Right? <laughs> yes. Which, you know, does yeah, work. Well, yeah. Who the fuck wants to eat those Jolly Green Giant stuff out of cans? That stuff Ugh. is nasty. It's so nasty. Ugh. Like uh, French cut green beans in a can. Ugh. Yuck. Ugh. I don't know what it is about a French cut green bean I do not like. I think you just hate the French. Well, that's probably <laughs> it. <laughs> Um, and then next give me all your cheese <laughs> well that is that is a clip give me all your cheese <laughs> it's a stick up give me all your cheese um, alright and then finally Brie uh, sends us a lovely another lovely is that a now. cheese joke <laughs> <laughs> my very strange childhood fear is animatronic dinosaurs I have a very vague memory of going to the, what was at the time, the Natural History Museum, now the Museum of Nature and Science in Denver, and they had some sort of exhibit with animatronic dinosaurs, and I was obviously too young to go and was completely traumatized. You would think that this fear would not follow me through life, but it has. First, there is a giant water park in Denver called Waterworld, and one of the rides called Journey to the Center of the Earth contained many animatronic dinosaurs, so I refused to open my eyes every time we went on it. Later, when I graduated high school, a few of my friends and I went to Disney World because we were very cool, and there's a ride in the Animal Kingdom that's some sort of dinosaur theme, and of course, it's Disney, so it's over-the-top animatronic dinosaurs. And I just remember at the end, they have this huge T-Rex that pops out. um, And that is when they decide to take your picture because that's the Disney ride thing. So as we were getting off the ride, this random Disney intern comes up and asks, hey, would you like your picture for free? And, you know, we were like 18 and broke and thought, oh, yeah, that'll be great. And he's like, cool. You just have to come on a tour of the control room and kind of like a backstage part of the ride and then we'll ride the ride again and you'll get a free picture so not only was i traumatized once from having to take this silly ride but i had to go backstage and see all the controls and go do it again um but i was i was game i did it we got our free picture and i look 100 percent terrified in it because i was because even now 20 years later i still will avoid an animatronic dinosaur at all costs um, and as a coda to that, she says, the irony is I have three engineering degrees, which means I know exactly how these damn things work and still hate them. <laughs> I think this is an incredibly valid fear. This makes yes. so much sense. Yeah. To me. It is not a fear of mine, but I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They creep me out. Like all animatronic things creep me out. I just... Even though they're not that close to the Uncanny Valley, just the nature of robotic things trying to be human. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Are and they it- still doing these, like, touring expositions of animatronic dinosaurs? Because it wasn't it like, I don't know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago. It seemed like this was the hot ticket, and it was kind of uh, marketed as 
science-y, like science museums and stuff would have it. And I looked at it and I was, and I was like, you guys are just pretending. You don't know what dinosaurs look like. I oh, know. And this is like, you're having like a roving Chuck E. Cheese display. Like, that. what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, it seemed like on the off weeks for these things, they would have the monster truck rallies or something. <laughs> yes. It sort of lives in that same space. Yes, yep. it does. Yeah. Um, there, that just came through Albany the day before I had a concert in the arena. So my last <laughs> week in Albany, we had to, I wasn't there for this, thankfully, but they had to shut down the dinosaur Jurassic World thing. <laughs> and then at like two in the morning, once they loaded out, they had to start setting up for my concert. <laughs> Still a Perfect. thing. I'm also looking yeah. for pictures of the Boulevard Mall Bear Band from the mall near my college, <laughs> which was the animatronic bears playing instruments in the middle of the mall. <laughs> so weird. The down it's market so... Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Did y'all have showbiz pizza? That was no. like the other. Uh, yes. I, am I think at some point. familiar with that. I think at some point they must have merged with uh, Chuck E. Cheese. I just remember yeah. showbiz pizza where a kid can be a kid, which I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't interested in those animatronic um, dinosaur shows. I also, this just reminded me, do you remember like a few years ago when those like bodies exhibits toured everywhere? Yes. I was like, absolutely mm-hmm. no, thank you. I'm not interested in this. Like somebody tried to get me to go and I think I baked sick. I was like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. <laughs> I did go see this with somebody who invited me i think and it was at the science museum and i'm like because yeah. mm, weren't there a lot of ethical concerns on how they procured those bodies? Yeah. yes yeah yes yeah air quote science air quote museum mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was a definitely another one of those like pop like that's science but but cool and we can definitely charge you a know, lot of money and make a lot of money this, the science museum's gotta find something to get people in true the doors. It's gonna true be, it's gonna be dinosaurs it's gonna be mummies it's going to be oh, dead yeah. bodies, apparently. <laughs> God, I remember the Tutankhamun exhibit. That was like the rage when mm-hmm. I was in fifth oh, grade yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that was the shit. We all went. Um, we on, child, <laughs> on childhood fears and on the shit, I've had, I got two I wanted to mention. One was a recurring nightmare of opening a door in a hallway of my elementary school and seeing a room full of toilets lining a room <laughs> along the wall. Two stories. <laughs> Uh, Wait, no idea. That's so specific. Does that happen, or was it just a fear? I I don't know. Like it was. Well, it made me scared. <laughs> what was it? Was that it was a dream? About it. Yeah, I, well, I I hope it was a dream. I hope it wasn't real. I hope they weren't dragging me into a room in my elementary school that had toilets along three walls and a long narrow room, and then above them another row of toilets along the wall on three sides. <laughs> was it just like a cluster of toilet? Like I don't like. You know, and, and this is definitely like a diagnosis, like fear of people with like lots of holes or like lots of clusters of things. Like I don't mind a bee, but like a cluster of bees grosses me. Like it doesn't scare me; it grosses me out. Did it gross? Like a cluster of toilets? Did it gross I, you I, out? I, I don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was just something that scared me and is irrational and illogical. And I was a child, um, and we've talked about that fear of uh, holes that. Mm-hmm. Christy has it, doesn't she? Tripophobia. Yeah. Yeah. Those pictures always weird me out after a while. Like I can look at them for a while, but then it's sort of like when you stare at words long enough, they just become letters and shapes and Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. The longer you look at those pictures, if you Google fear of holes, which is something you shouldn't Google. <laughs> no, not going to uh, happen. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one, I've mentioned this before. This is a, another distinct TV-driven moment. I had, for the longest time, this disassociation of Bob Saget being creepy. <laughs> because I only knew Bob Saget not as the incredibly filthy comic, but as the full house guy. As Danny right? Tanner. Right. <laughs> and then I found out many years later what I saw was him hosting Saturday Night Live. Mm, and so I had yeah. this snippet of a monologue of of him making a point of being a filthy comic and talking about that break. And I just, for some reason was like, who is this person? This isn't who this person is. (laughs) It's very like little kids, like your bubble is being burst a little bit. Right. So it's like seeing your teacher at the grocery store. Like (laughs) just doesn't. The idea that they have an interior life. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody's allowed out of context. No, thank you. No, Exactly. Exactly. I compartmentalize people in the way that they are supposed to be, and that's how right. they must stay. Um, well, along with that, we had a fair amount of Facebook uh, comments on what they were people were scared of when they were kids, uh, non-existential stuff. Some of these are a little existential. Yeah. Uh, Bet says, getting lost. Um, yeah, no. Valid. I, st- I still hate getting lost. I, I'm, yeah. I think I've said it before. Getting lost and being late are my two, like, not fears, but just, like, things that stress me out um, i might have to backtrack oh, oh i can't is there anything i can do to make sam afraid of being late <laughs> a zing classic wife joke it's been a while um jennifer says getting kidnapped i mean that's i mean if we're know. talking about the 80s <laughs> yeah totally could have happened everyone was convinced children were being kidnapped all over the place i know i was actually talking about it today because i was talking about I don't know why I was talking about kids getting kidnapped. I don't know why, but I was telling, like when Bridget was little, we would be at a park and the kids would be playing around. There were a couple of moms that would be like, where am I kid?" You know, really watching, like, I don't want to get them to get kidnapped. And I'm like, they are two years old. <laughs> if a stranger is quite like, good luck to you. I don't want you to kidnap, but I don't think people are looking for two year old, like annoying little two year olds. Like they're going to be like, pick them up and then throw them out the window. Like, goodbye. I don't, I <laughs> don't, um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but the eighties, it was definitely Savannah smiles was a big movie in our household. So I get it though. Her kidnappers were nice. She learned to the love of, you know, adult men mm-hmm. <laughs> in the non creepy way. Okay. Uh, Amanda says ah. going into our creepy basement by myself. Yeah, I got that. Very yeah. good. No. Yep. Yeah. My grandma had a creepy basement. Mm-hmm. So did mine. It's just like smelly, weird things were stored there. I remember a ranch. Mm. Um, Amanda, oh, I'm sorry. Catherine says dogs, all dogs, little dogs, big ones. Now I love dogs. Well, you come full circle. Mm-hmm. There's a Dr. Seuss book to be made out of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Denny says the dark finally grew out of it in my 30s. Not joking. Wow. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. The dark yeah. is scary. It is scary. You don't know what's going on. Okay. Linda says, airplanes flying Airplanes flying over my house. I was so scared they would crash. <laughs> um, my grandmother lived um, on a flight path, and so we and she had a pool, so we'd be outside swimming, and it was just – I never got scared. It was annoying, though, because you'd be like mid-conversation, be like, wait, yeah. just wait, just wait. Okay. Here we go. 
Um, Megan says, fire. I blame catching part of an episode of Silver Spoons where Webster accidentally sets his closet on fire with his chemistry set. I was positive that the little perfume sample I kept in my dresser drawer would one day start a raging fire since it said flammable on the label. (laughs) Also, not sure if it was just a local Bay Area thing in the 80s, but there was a little girl kidnapped from her bedroom while the family slept in in the next down down over um the baby jessica story had me sleeping fully submerged under the covers for years i think that that one the bay area one that was like the one when i say winona Ryder was involved i don't mean that like she was involved but i feel like she was from that t- i don't know why i like vaguely remember it she was like Is that where yeah yeah i know? think so yeah um and that girl know, was kidnapped I'm getting, at- I'm getting confused baby jessica and baby jessica in the well like I mean, baby Jessica was little kids named yeah. Jessica in the eighties is the problem. Baby Jessica was like Midland because it was like oil fields and shit. But yeah, that was, I remember watching her. We were like all like watching the TV when she got rescued. It was very exciting. Yep. Um, isn't that weird that baby Jessica's like your age, Bobby? Like in my head, she's this little baby and she is probably 30. Six thirty-seven. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, Time she has weird. a killer, killer answer for two truths and a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, Laura says, calling people on the phone, it still gives me some anxiety to this day. My dad made me order pizza delivery, and we never ordered pizza, and I could barely make my voice heard. Oh, Laura. And that's me now. <laughs> I do not like making phone calls. Um, I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about how, like, in the 80s, when you would answer the phone or whatever, you were so, you talked like a, like a formal, like, secretary, like, to who am I speaking or whatever? Like, it was just always so, everything was so formalized. Yeah. Who may I we say did- is calling? <laughs> I, can, I, I can hear Livingston residents. We definitely didn't do that. It was like, it was, it, we didn't do Livingston residents. I always thought it was very fancy when people did that. But I would, you know, pick up the phone. And it was, you know, somebody calling my mom. And then I would cover the, cover it so they couldn't hear. I'd be like, mom, the phone's for you. Scream upstairs. All I wanted as a kid and I had a couple friends that had these are those like um, the intercoms. So you mm-hmm. could like be like, uh, uh, mom, there the phone is for you. Oh, I wanted that. It felt so glamorous. And a gold phone. I wanted, I really wanted a gold, like a gold, gold like phone. old timey phone. You know, like the ones. Sure. That are- <laughs> I know we what you mean. A, we had a French style phone Ooh. when I was growing up. So it had the receiver like the, that sat yes. on the little thing with the, yep. It wasn't expensive or fancy. It was just what my mom liked. I mean, I did also kind of want ones like in the um, Little House on the Prairie, like where you hold it up, like, you know, you're on the wall or whatever, and you hold it up to your (laughs) ear. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Was there an episode of the Brady Bunch where they put a pay phone up and gave everyone a roll of quarters? That sounds about right. Yeah, Yeah, that or the Cosby show or something. I don't, yeah, something like that. You know, it really makes me sad. Fuck Bill Cosby, because there are a couple episodes of the Cosby show that are great. And I'm like, I can't really think about that. The one where Theo wants to move out and they make like a whole like real world for him is a great episode of television. And it's like actually funny and he sucks and we can't talk about it. What do you Uh, think I feel? I grew up in the town of Kodak Film. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about things that Bill Cosby ruined. Anyway. That and Jello pudding pops. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say pudding pops. Um, okay, and those sweaters. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, Daniel says, our basement stairs, they were open-faced steps, which for some reason, who was and is afraid of heights, uh, would induce a mild panic for me to use. The laundry room and the big freezer chest were in the basement. They always were. So it wasn't an infrequent oh, yeah. task to have to go down there. Going down was better, but coming back up, I learned to concentrate on the door so I wasn't looking through the vacant space where the risers would have been, racing up as quickly as possible just in case the steps <laughs> would suddenly collapse under my feet. Looking back, I can remember the steps themselves were thick and sturdy, but back then they panicked me. I don't think I ever shook that off completely as I aged. Thinking back now, I can remember a couple of times when I went outdoors uh, around the side of the house to avoid using them. Solid ground was a better bet, even if there was a steep incline to get down to the basement side. But then I was a child full of energy with a willingness to do that. (laughs) I know what you're saying, though. You feel like they might just split in the middle almost and just kind of... You'd have to like run so you like in an action movie or like, you know, where they're trying to right. get out of a cave or whatever. I think yeah. I would be more afraid that when they broke, I would fall and be trapped in the basement. Mm-hmm. Like and like, like looking up at the door, I don't know, however, 10 feet above my head and be like, oh, no, I know. How do I get up there? Yeah, that I'm is down scary. here with the chest freezer and the washing machine forever. <laughs> what am I going to do? I mean, I guess you could put something in the dryer and defrost it. Maybe. (laughs) On the upshot, you won't be filthy. (laughs) True. True. (laughs) Um, Okay. Ray says a bridge collapsing as dad drove us across. Hey, Ray, meet Bob. (laughs) Bob, Ray. (laughs) You two should talk through some stuff. Uh, Yeah. But it is scary. And then finally, Scott says, tornadoes i hated big storms lightning and the civil defense sirens of course my dad was totally fearless and always wanted me to come outside and look oh god Um, Um, can i say that this laptop screen is not the biggest and when i looked at it i read tomatoes (laughs) tomatoes and i was like this will be interesting and you're like wow okay Um, tom brady is commenting on our facebook (laughs) nightshades um tornadoes are scary i Grew up in a place that has tornadoes, but luckily I lived sort of in the middle of the cities and tornadoes tend to, you know, sort of slow as they get in, you know, once they hit yep. actual housing I mean, and stuff. It's not out of the question that no. they can do some damage in an urban yeah. area, but yeah, you know, but it's a nice open area to pick up steam is better for them. Yeah. Yep. Um, thanks as always. Y'all are all scaredy cats, but we love you anyway. Mm-hmm. Very good fierce, everybody. <laughs> yes. Very, very good. Yeah, nobody said like aging without purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, because we said no existential fears. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Okay. <sighs> so we Please, should get a small talk medium. Yeah. Talk, let's, yes. uh-huh. let's not talk about aging without purpose because I might have <laughs> no. a nervous breakdown. I know. Right seriously, here. I can't think about that. I can't think about that. <laughs> Uh, uh, how about instead of that, um, do we have an order we'd like to take these in? You start, Bobby. You have, yeah, you got, yeah, seismic shifts. Boy, sure, I do. Although, I mean, I've moved more times than Hillary's been to the Texas State Fair in the last decade. Yes, that is pretty, I'm sure. But, uh, it's nice to be back, uh, and I've moved again. Um, (laughs) It's been a whirlwind couple of weeks, so I actually forget where we were in the cycle of things. I think we announced the new job, so yep. none of this should be too much of a surprise. But as we're recording this, I'm now a couple of weeks in 
to my new position as executive director of a uh, choral ensemble in Boston called Blue Heron, uh, which specializes in very early music, uh, as evidenced by our next concert, which is called Christmas in Medieval England. Ooh, uh, it should that be sounds a lot good. of fun. Yeah, exactly. See, I would I'm love to, to sing the, some of that stuff. Do the marketing now. So, Anne, come out to visit. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, so far, so good. Um, it's been a lot of fun. We had our first. What if you were like, season. I hate it. This is terrible. I made a terrible choice. <laughs> Well, uh, there's a chance that uh, my colleague, Sarah, hi, will probably figure out that this exists. So, of course, I love it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Although, Sarah, if you're listening, hi. Um, I, I am genuinely quite happy. And um, I haven't been this um, not stressed in, I don't know, about a year. Um, I am stressed a little bit, the way you're supposed to be when you're working, right? I mean, right. there should be some challenges. And, and, and when there it's are a some new challenges. position in a new place and you're still learning the ropes, that, that's like some expected stress. Yeah, and there's a budget to meet, and I've got fundraising to do, and I wrote a grant this week, and like all sorts of stuff like that. But um, overall, um, I am happy to be here, and they are happy to have me, and that has been very exciting. And also very exciting is that Sam and I have moved in to a half of a house, not a halfway house, but a half of a house <laughs> in West Roxbury, Mass. Um, Sam jokes that when she was growing up in Hyde Park, West Roxbury is where she wanted to live someday. That was like the dream. And so all we had to do was go from... Boston for her to Buffalo to Rhode Island to <laughs> Buffalo to Boston to Albany to get to West Roxbury. So we made Easy. it. We made it all the Easy. way across the city. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you did uh, it. <laughs> and I have to say, um, Boston real estate is crazy. And I think you all knew that from when we were apartment hunting. But this was the first place we looked at. Mm -hmm. And we blitzed through the paperwork to get first in line to get it. And it's great. Landlord lives upstairs. We really like the space. Um, if it's a little echoey on my track right now, it is because my laptop is sitting on top of a banker's box lid, which is sitting on an air mattress. My microphone is my boom arm from my old desk, but I forgot the clip base for it. So it's wedged into the base of a music stand that collapses. Um, my uh, notepad is next to me on the bed. I'm sitting on a collapsible piano bench. Uh, and there's not much else to absorb sound in here yet. So the furniture is coming this weekend. How very <laughs> so like Burbankian of you. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> sad. So the next time we do this, things will be furnished a little better, and hopefully there'll be some sound absorption. The uh, thing that I like about this, um, this apartment, if I may, is that you sent us the listing, and it said no pets. And I said no pets? And you said we negotiated for two well-behaved cats and i was like well-behaved cats we sure did <laughs> two two exceptional top of the class pets mm -hmm. uh, so we're gonna keep it that way for as long as possible <laughs> uh, and they seem to be enjoying themselves um we brought them out here. So we, we're here with two carloads worth of stuff. We came from Albany with one one cat in each car and whatever stuff we could fit in the car. So uh, the living room right now is a card table and an outdoor deck chair and one decorator chair that was at Sam's mom's house and a TV that's set on top of a radiator case that doesn't get too hot. Um, It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine until the rest of the furniture gets here. The, the coffee maker made it. You know, the important things are here. Um, oh wait, my, I have a question. Speaking of coffee maker, what? How far away is the closest Dunks? Okay, so f 
from my office, which is in West Newton, Massachusetts. Yes. Um, it's it's through the back alley. It's uh, <laughs> it's a it's a less than tenth of a mile walk, I think, or something ridiculous like that. Let me look here because there's a couple of options where we it's we're in a heavily residential little section. You got to go a few blocks to get to commercial, so it is actually a bit of a hike to get to a Dunkin'. The closest one is hang on. Well, that's two point three miles by oh. road. Hang on, let me look in the other direction because that's the one in Roslindale. Uh, this one. That's where my father-in-law's from. Oh, there we go. One point seven. It's a seven six-minute drive. Okay. Sure. But Acceptable. there's a uh, Roach Brothers, which is one of the local grocery store chains, is just down the hill, and I'm sure they have coffee or something there. Yes, I think so, I think you'll survive. Yeah. There's also a Bertucci's that is dangerously close. Uh-oh. Um, the uh, local Italian chain, the Bertucci's, mm. is half a mile down one street here. So, and a JP Licks, the local ice cream shop. So we we got options, um, and a Brugger's also in that plaza, and so, a Star Market plaza. close by. I'm looking. Star Market's a little further down Center Street. <laughs> <laughs> I just like saying yeah. it. Actually, we also have a Wegmans kind of close. So, oh. uh, it's the rich people Wegmans in Chestnut Hill, but it's. So we're well positioned between these options. Uh, it, it is really a good neighborhood. Our friends Ruby and Juan are very close. They're like six blocks away. Um, it's a good it's a good setup for us. It's street parking, but it's a one-way street. And it's pretty quiet. And so we've been able to park in front of the house every day so far without a problem. We'll get some chairs or something to put in our spots. Sure. When we shovel them out. <laughs> and, Classic. Uh, yeah, we're living we're living the Boston dream. You know, the last time we lived in Boston, we lived in Brighton, which is a shitty college neighborhood in yeah. a shitty college building in a dump oh, of an yeah. apartment. They had the bad weed there, right? Yes, yes. The bad <laughs> weed and the kids with no shoes playing in the back alley where we had to park and the craters and the potholes and the in the. So we got a car stuck there once because it was so bad in the snow because they couldn't plow it because it's not paved. Um, this is a definite upgrade. We're going to be genuinely comfortable here. Good. So I sat on the front porch for a little while this afternoon working from our deck chair because that's one of the pieces of furniture that made it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's exciting. Uh, Boston friends, if, if you haven't caught on yet, we're back. So I'll be in touch. New job is good. New apartment's good. Living in the same place as Sam is interesting. <laughs> she's convinced she's not going to get sick of me. I'm convinced she is. You're like, we'll see. Yep. So well. that's that's the big transition. Um, there are clothes just scattered all over the floor right now because we don't have everything to put them in. Um, yeah. Moving yeah. is chaos, man. It's it's uh, it's just as like you kind of. I, as I said, I, I like to have processes. Like I like to know where everything is and I do everything in a certain order every day, pretty much. And when it's disrupted, it's a little bit, some people thrive in it. I do not. Yeah. Um, I still haven't packed most of my stuff in Albany yet because I don't know if you remember this, but I was running a festival up until my last day at work. Yep. And so, um, I think we're going to go out. I don't know if we're going out Friday night or Saturday morning, but I'm picking up the rental truck Saturday morning and Saturday at like 5 PM, a couple of people I've hired are coming to carry all the heavy things downstairs. Good. Um, and I'm hoping to have as much of my shit in boxes by then as possible. <laughs> Just, um, and then whatever else is left, I'll do overnight. And then Sunday we're bringing the rest of it over here. So by the time you're hearing this episode, 
if everything has gone to plan, I will have furniture again. Hopefully. Which is exciting. Yes. And Sam's already saying that we should go down to one car because now that we live in the same place, we can carpool and share. I'm mm. not so convinced about that. Mm. So, I yeah. just feel like sometimes on a Saturday, she wants to get a manicure. I don't know if she gets manicures, but she wants to get a manicure. You want to go do something else. I just, I don't know. Yep. Yep. It's a freedom thing. It's, yes. I guess. I'll exactly. never take it. I want to know my car is there. But. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Oh, we'll see. Um, I think she's only thinking of that because of the amount of money we had to put down to get this apartment. Well, I mean, I get that. <laughs> I get that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll have to name the studio. Yes. Um, I don't know what yet. I, I'm happy to take suggestions. Uh, <laughs> the um, I'll go ahead and just say we're on a really great street name. We're on Manthorn Road. Mm. Excuse me now? <laughs> yeah. Manthorn? Manthorn. Yep. Is that a plant? Or, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> sounds like it is. I wondered if uh, maybe it was pronounced like Mant Horn, like M-A-N-T-H-O-R-N-E. No, it's Manthorn. It's definitely Manthorn. So, oh, it's got an E on the end. Yeah. Okay. Manthorny. Manthorn um, plant. Aha! <laughs> you it? knew it, Anne. You knew it. I don't know. There's lots of pictures. <laughs> I'm not a Manthorn you know. Sustainable Farm. Oh no, oh. no, that's Citronella. It's all from Manthorn Sustainable Farm. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but uh... art by Catherine Manthorn. <laughs> Obituary of Arthur Manthorn. Oh, it looks like it's not a plant. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Man. Hmm. Well, anyway. Manthorn Road in West Roxbury. So. There are a lot of people named Manthorn who are dying. I'm just saying. <laughs> the notice for Francis Manthorn from Lockheed Funeral Home. Contributions to the tribute of Violet Marjorie Manthorn from Sweeney's Funeral Home. Um, obituary Vi- of Robert Manthorn in Bridgewater. Violet oh, Marjorie, Marjorie Manthorn definitely underwrote something on PBS. <laughs> she sure did. <laughs> From the estate of Violet Marjorie Manthorn. Obituary information for Heath Manthorn. Heath Manthorn. That's just a joke. That's a fake name. <laughs> obituary for Shirley E. Manthorn Ruthier. <sighs> wow. Brian A. Manthorn. Family. Brian. That seems like... That's a that's like a Gen X or millennial person. Yeah. Um, I have Manthorn. one other. I'm just kidding. I have one other small talk that I'll just get out of the way here and then I'll step aside. Um, that is that fella had a vet appointment the other day, mm-hmm. and um, our fat cat fella is um, fatter than ever. <laughs> He's eating his feelings. He had to move, and it's stressful. This is before he moved, and he was, <laughs> he was right before he moved. He, he knew it he was, was coming. He was doing better for a little while, but he has lost doing better, and so his BCS he score. He's lost doing better. <laughs> he, he weighs 19.04 pounds. Ooh, almost as much as me. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's a scale of grade one to grade nine for cat weights on the report, and he's a nine out of nine. Yes. Grossly obese. Oh, grossly. So is he eating Simmy's food or? Well, so they eat the same food. And the thing is, 
they're not even eating as much as we, you know, like as they're supposed to get. But he just, I, I don't know. He just he has a slow metabolism. Sam keeps telling everybody he's big bone. The vet's not buying it. Oh. And uh, so he's going to have to go on a, like a low-cal wet food situation, which is, you know, just great for us with our schedules. Sure. Yes. Yeah, Figure out a way easy. to feed one cat low-cal wet food in one room. <laughs> I mean, the upshot is Simi doesn't eat anything except we, we found this one dry food they both liked. And we were like, bingo, this is it. We got it worked out. And so, you know, at least Sim won't try to eat his food. But trying to keep him out of Sims, I don't know. So... Hmm. We're, we're living together just in time to have to figure out how to control his uh, that. I've, and then, of I, course, he's he's still got the um, over-grooming alopecia, so he's still oh. bald on his belly, hmm. his oh. big, fat belly. I have seen some cat wheels, you know, in the same vein as hamster wheels. Uh-huh. Maybe you could solve this with exercise? <laughs> I think he would. that would require a level of motivation that I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> You have two cats with two different eating disorders. Like one yep. is binging and the other is a little anorexic. Well, they're they're a classic cartoon pair. There's always the fat yes, one and the of little course. one, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. That's comedy. Sim, skin and bones Simmy over here trying to bash into my legs <laughs> right. while we're sitting And the, here. the little one is always pugnacious. <laughs> yep. Yes. Oh, and that's yep. absolutely true. Um, no. It's amazing. I we got to make it through the week without one of them popping this air mattress. Uh, Sim with his claws and fellow with his girth. I just want to <laughs> tell you that is a losing battle. The only air when I was lived in my college apartment. I love you, mom, but for whatever reason, she was like, "We don't need to get you a bed. We can just get an air mattress. It's fine." And what? I was like, "Okay." Um, she was paying, so I was like, "Whatever." And you know, I would wake up at three in the morning and press the button to. <laughs> inflated a little bit the last time I slept on an air mattress was at Will's house and I think I definitely woke up on the ground a couple of times and I was like gotta pump this one up so it's inevitable there I there I was in the comfortable guest bed (laughs) I know locking locking the door behind me (laughs) you're like no you and this is my bear (laughs) yeah look that bed was barely big enough for the two of us so oh well I'm happy for you though the, the Western Roxbury front. Um, yes. Ladies, I'll let you flip a coin on who goes next. Oh, Hillary, I think you should go next. All right. Uh, well, I just wanted to add, well, first of all, my life isn't super exciting, but we are like circling the drain of getting close to being done with this damn bathroom. We're almost, we're actually like the most irritating part of it, which means it's basically done. Mm-hmm. Um it's been punchless per- time. It's punchless time, except like now I feel like they've sort of forgotten us because it's not like oh, big stuff. Right. I mean, they haven't, but they have, but they haven't, but they have. So we, it was pretty like we didn't knock on wood, did not have a ton of, you know, oh, this happened and it was like a disaster. There wasn't a huge leak. That's what I was really nervous about. Like I said, um, everything has kind of gone according to plan, except when they brought the new toilet in, like the, the top of the, the top of the tank was broken or something so they had to replace that that's fine but there but the seat is also was also broken so they have to replace that and we're I'm just looking at a toilet that has no seat and no top lid so I was talking to our GC and he said well you could use it and I said well Dave can use the toilet I, <laughs> I can't use it I mean I guess I could but I don't really want no. to um, no. and then we're also waiting for this shower glass, which he was like, I'm really sorry. It's going to take about two weeks. So it's like basically done. It, 
It looks beautiful. I'm really pleased with it. I just, I have, I feel like I've done a good job. Like, I feel like I've been like, like I said, I, I adjusted my processes to, uh, you know, go to the kids' bathroom and deal with all that stuff. And the other day I got into their bathroom, like on Sunday and there were, you know, shampoo was spilled on the, cause it's one of those tub shower combinations. And like, there was shampoo on there and the, all the products were like in the tub. Like they had kind of toppled over. There's always toothpaste on the counter. Somebody didn't put the toothpaste lid and I'm like, I'm done. Like I'm done. I've, I feel like I've done this for six weeks and I'm kind of at my wits end, but it, it's going to be fine. It's like, it's so close. I, it, you know, by Thanksgiving, I would assume, I mean, before that, but I will, in be a much happier person. I'm going to take the longest shower ever. It's beautiful. There are two shower heads. I'm going to turn them both on. Like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm not going to invite anybody else in there. I'm just going to turn both of them on and just revel in the fact that I have a shower for myself and I have a new closet and it looks lovely. It's just, it's like we are at, uh, you know, the five yard line and it's like, so close. yeah, not here. Um, I'm real jealous of that shower, by the way. So nice. It's so pretty. And I just, I like don't even go in there that much because it's like teasing myself to go in there. Like you could be in here. So, and I haven't really done my hair or anything lately because I'm like, it's so hard to do it in my room. Anyway, it's just all a mess. Anyway, it's close and it's going to be really exciting once it's done. I'll take lots of, I'm mad at myself because somebody said, Christine, my friend Christine said, you should take a before and after like video or pictures. And I took some before pictures, but I was really stressed out about like getting everything out. But I was like, ugh, whatever. I don't care. And now I'm mad that I don't have like a really accurate before because it really, I mean, Bobby saw it. Like there was like rotting on part of it. Like it was gross. And now it's beautiful. And yeah, I'm, I may or may not have put my foot through a little section of wall. <laughs> well, it's okay. <laughs> you started the demo early. That's all. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so that is my bathroom update. Um, another quick one that I didn't write down. Bruce is great. He's um, okay, I, I didn't talk about this last week because it was my obsession. I had heard this term uh, when dogs shed, they're blowing their coat. And that's what Bruce was doing for the past couple of weeks. Like he's a golden retriever. Golden retriever shed. Like I know this. However, his was like you could just pull it out in patches like it was just like a chunk that I could pull out and it was mm-hmm. there's just hair everywhere and I was I got on to um grooming TikTok basically golden retriever <laughs> grooming TikTok and there's a lot of it out there um and it whatever I saw some things and I really I was thinking you know since he was a rescue, I saw some things <laughs> I saw some things I saw some um, things man <laughs> I did there were some things that I was like that's some people get a little too precious about grooming. I'm like, that's not about to happen here. But um, he, since I've he, seen Best in Show, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> since he um, was a rescue and he was sort of, you know, roaming the streets of Mexico, I guess for a little bit. I don't think he had been groomed for, in a long time, so he had all this buildup of his undercoat. Now, something we did with Duchess, which was bad on us, we should not have done this. Is we just like we gave her a puppy cut, which you really are not supposed to do with golden retrievers. Like they need to have their they need to have their coats. Like it's, it's, it protects it, it. And like, we were like, Oh, it's so hot. We want Duchess to, you know, get cool. But actually like they have, I don't know, some 
ventilation system that's going on. You kind of wreck it when you shave them down. So I finally took Bruce to the groomer the other day. I mean, his hair costs about as much as my hair costs to get done. I guess there's a lot more and there's some other things involved in it. But they, I just said, keep his natural kind of shape, but like make him look cute and get rid of all of this stuff that's coming out. And so they got rid of him. He looks so good. He's so soft. He smells good. And Does he get that great scalp massage or the glass prosecco <laughs> that you get? I, I, or two? Uh, no, I don't yeah, think he does. Yeah, but he gets his armpits shaved. He so. does, and he gets his glands squeezed. I don't get that one. I'm Oof. kidding. And I, that's a well, number you're one. Clearly not tipping enough. <laughs> I'd be worried if you were getting that, <laughs> guys. I gotta tell you something. Um, anyway, but he is good. So we're he's just settled in. He's my little guy. Um, He's not very little. He, I want to weigh him because he was 85 pounds when we took him to the vet. I, he needs to be about like 77. But, you know, he gives me those eyes when I'm eating cheese. Like if I go get cheese out of the refrigerator, if he is dead asleep, it's like he just comes alive and he's like, whoa, I'm here. And of course, I'm like, well, I'll give you a little bit. So he's I don't think four, I'm this He's f- just over four fellows. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, that's our new measurement. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, little baby. He's so cute. And, um, okay. And finally, finally, I did what I have not done in many, many years. I went to the fair. I felt Yay! like I had to do it. Um, the kids and the kids, when, when we had our show and the kids, I told the kids that we did, they were like, we want to go to the fair. We want to go to the fair. So, and I hadn't been to Dallas in a really long time. So the kids and I drove up with Bruce. He did not go to the fair. Um, and the kids and my dad and I went to the fair last Friday. We had a great time. Um, I was really excited because, um, I love my dad, but he is notoriously, um, hmm, how to put this, doesn't like to spend a ton of money on like things such as parking. But now, um, <laughs> I think that your dad would contest this. Well, because whenever you say he's cheap, he texts <laughs> you and is like, What are you talking about? Was the nicest um, air mattress they have. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he was, we were driving down and the traffic, well, it wasn't great. It was, you know, congested around there as it usually is. And there was parking like right out front. And they, they have some organized parking, but then they have all those like, I don't know, some people rent out their lots to yeah. fly to by whatever. night parking. Yes, exactly. And they were like, it's $30. I'm like, dad, let's get it, go into it. And he, we did it, which was great because at the end when we're all tired, the kids are tired. I just want to walk across the street. Like I don't really want to traipse around. The one thing that yeah. I always forget is that the Dallas does not have like a super robust, um, uh, public transit, but they do have a train dart, um, and the dart runs right there. And I thought, well, it'd probably be great to take the dart. And there's a dart station near my parents' house. And I thought that it would probably be great to take it to the fair. I think coming home might kind of suck just because one, you're tired Two, everybody's sort of leaving at a similar time if you're yeah. there at night. And I was like, well, yeah. um, anyway, we had a great yeah. time. I got some corny dogs. We all got corny dogs and Bridget, pitch. she like didn't believe me. I don't like corn dogs. And I said, no, 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 you'll like these. I promise. I don't like corn dogs that much either, but you'll like these. And then she kind of kept denying me. And I was like, well, we can share one. And then of course she was like, well, no, I want my own. Like, all right, fine. <laughs> so she got it. Loved it. Of course we got funnel cake. The kids got some French fries or something. I had a couple drinks. Um, we sort of did a hot spot of ever, like, you know, we went to go see the cars. We saw the livestock. We saw, um, 
we went on a ride. We and then we saw then we did a couple other things. I went to some different but I could tell the kids were like sort of losing steam at some point. We'd been there for like three hours just sort of walking around. Um but I made everybody go to the bathroom and we walked out and they were having the light show with the um, like some dancers or something. We were right there and then some fireworks. And it was really we had a great time. It was crowded. Now I will say I I thought, oh, I'm going to time this so well. It's Friday night. It's not as busy as Saturday. I mean, going during the week is like obviously way less busy, but thought it's not it's not as busy. Last weekend was Texas OU, which is kind of crazy, so I thought this will be great. Well, it was pretty crowded. Um and my dad saw this guy, this somebody he knows who's like a reserve police officer. I don't know. Um so I walked out, my dad's talking to this random cop. And the guy had told him, oh, it's DISD night, which means it's like the Dallas Independent School District. And I guess they give a free ticket. So there were a lot of kids there. So it was a oh. little like overwhelming at some points. Um, anyway, so but we had a good time. But the next day we're at home. We're all watching some we're watching, I think, Washington. Who did Washington? Was it Washington, Oregon? Yeah. We're watching the football game, mm-hmm. and we got a news alert that there was a shooting <laughs> at the fair, which is sort of, like, honestly surprising that it had not happened really previously, because, hello, it's Texas. Like, I don't know. Seemingly, everybody has a gum. But I was saying, like, when we walked up to um, go to the fair and get our tickets and stuff, um, they had a lot of security guards, but... And they had wands. There were no, um, there were no metal detectors or anything. You didn't walk through anything, but they had wands. And I was like ready to be wanted. Like I'm like, yes, anybody, anybody. They're like, nope, go on through. I mean, granted, we are like four very white people, so I'm sure they were like, go on through, you're fine. And then I was ready to open my bag for it to be searched, and nobody looked through it. So it's huh. honestly not surprising that this. I, I just thought it, my dad and they were both like, yeah, it's super weird. I honestly, when I we. When we arrived there, I got nervous thinking, because every event I've been to, Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, any UT sporting event, you always have to have a clear bag. So I got to the fair and I thought, oh shit, I wonder if I was supposed to bring a clear bag. If so, I'll just go run my purse back to um, back to my car or whatever. And no, they have like no regulations on that at all, which seems crazy to me now because there's so many people that are, you don't know where they're from anyway. So I'm, I, from what I heard, it wasn't a mass shooter event. It was like an altercation. So like, that's, I guess better. But the thing that is, seems to be the most scary was less the shooting. I mean, obviously that's very scary. It's the stampede afterwards. Yep. It's like everybody just running and being so scared. And it's like, what's that nightclub? The, um, Pulse? Well, not Pulse. Well, yes. But there was that one, the fire happened in like Rhode Island or whatever. Great White. Great White. Oh, and it's yeah. like Great just, White concert. And, at, and um... it's like people are just, you know, bum rushing and you can't all squeeze out. And there's so many gates and stuff. So it's like kind of hard to squeeze everybody out. Anyway. Yeah. Where, where was that one thing in um, oh, Asia? Was it Singapore oh, or? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't remember yeah. that it was that big yeah. street party area. Yeah, yeah. I don't no, think I that was like, gun violence, but that was no. there was a stampede there, and I think a lot of people got badly hurt. That's really scary to me. Anyway, regardless of all that, it was really fun. And oh, I did ride. I sent a picture to our chat, and I did ride the swings. Now, as I said, nope. I like the swings. Um, nope. It was re- it was really fun. Both Bridget and I were like, that was actually really scary. <laughs> it was like yep. we're flying <laughs> out, and if Bridget was scared, like I mean me being scared i'm in my 40s like i i feel death creeping closer but um 
for Bridget, she was like, no, that was like actually legitimately scary. We were both screaming. I mean, it was sort of fun scary, but it was scary nonetheless. Like it was, no, you, you were flying There's high. a weight shift and then the yeah. whole thing wobbles. Like those chains wobble. Yes. And I do not like it. We were like parallel with the ground like we were we were like like our bodies were parallel with it was it was scary it really was so I'm I'm kind of happy because well one um the lines weren't so bad for the rides but there was just a lot of crowd in there and Bridget once we were done with that she's like I think I'm good with rides I'm like okay shwoo um two this is the thing and I don't know if the Minnesota State Fair does this but the last two fairs that I've gone to do this you do they have the ticket system which like Mm -hmm. It, you're for the t- midway, yeah, yeah, I get it. Why and like for the food and stuff, but I'm at some point I'm like, we are using every single one of these, and I'm really careful not to buy too many. But then if you buy too few, then you have to go back and buy more. You know, it's like this sort of oh. game that you have to play. So you're saying that they do tickets for all the currency inside all the, the currency. fairground, yeah. essentially? Oh no yeah, currency. they just just for the midway they do oh, for the rides God. they do tickets, and then for everything oh. else it's cash I wish or it was card, cash. not uh, check. No. <laughs> what if you were like, excuse me, do you accept a check? <laughs> oh, it's it would be little old ladies writing oh. checks. Mm-hmm. That's how it used yeah. to be at the store. It was only oh. like little old ladies would write checks. Or people from North Dakota occasionally. Why? I don't know. And then there was, <laughs> I remember very distinctly that I asked a lady for ID with her check. She was from North Dakota. Oh. And she was like, what? Why yeah. would you? And I'm how like. How dare. How oh, dare North Dakota. I eleven people in the state. I remember being actively nervous when people would write checks, just because I'm like, there's such a specific process that you have to go through. Like there was some, like you had to write their driver's license number if it wasn't on there, and then all the information. Driver's license, phone. Yep. What What if I don't get all of it? And you know, I and listen, I definitely wrote some checks back in the day that maybe I could not have completely covered right at that mm-hmm. moment. Now you can't really do that. Now, well, one, nobody accepts checks, but two, I think they're kind of right. a little bit more automatic when they run them through. But yeah, I wrote, I, yeah, I did. we had a, a rule that you couldn't take any checks that were less than a number a thousand, like so no star oh, wow. checks. Wow, and I was like, this is dumb because. And you can you can get your checks on the internet now, and you specify what yes. number you want to start at. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Um, I still work in a world of checks because I receive I bet a you lot do. of donations. Oh yeah, uh, by mail. <laughs> they don't come um, with a fat wad of cash. <laughs> no. uh, sometimes the credit card written number written on the pledge card—that's even scarier. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I can't, you know, deposit a lot of checks. Mobile deposit has made that a lot faster. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I think with the bank that, that Blue Heron banks with, and it's the same bank that Boston Music Aviva banked with, I can deposit up to 20 grand a month in checks. Or no, 20 grand a day. And then there's like a rolling amount every 30 days. It might be 100,000 or something. So like I can, I can deposit a lot of checks and I do deposit a lot of checks very quickly. Um, yeah, they, they clear a lot faster than they used to. Yep. And we used to, I mean, we never had a lot of bounce checks when I was there, but we did have some. And and by the time, before we ended up finally stopping accepting checks, stopping accepting checks, before we finally stopped accepting checks, we had almost no bad checks whatsoever. Like I remember a, a lady, she had written a check to us and then later she lost her checkbook. And so she 
closed the account, right? And she forgot that she'd written us a check. And, like, that was the only one I had for, like, five years. And when we contacted her, she was so apologetic and came in and paid it right away. So it's like it almost – bad checks really weren't much of a thing anymore. Took off her fake mustache and said, ha, 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 and then ran off with her decorative centerpiece that she bought. Yeah, the exactly. Those Christmas uh, ornaments. Um, it was the station nightclub in Rhode Island, by the way. Oh, it was right. bugging me that I hadn't come back around to blurt that out, but Great White was the act with yes. the station nightclub. There's a nice park there now. Anyway. Oh, that's good. Um, well, that's all of my news. Anne, what's going on with your scans? Uh, yeah, I titled mine Of Refrigerators and Scams. <laughs> mine is a lot less interesting than yours, but I had to come up with something for this small talk, right? And it's not like I'm going anywhere or doing anything, but you guys know that I've been having refrigerator problems. And yes. I talked about it like six weeks ago, the first time the refrigerator broke, which was around Labor Day, because I remember the guy came and repaired it the day after Labor Day. And it worked fantastic for three weeks, and then it started doing the exact same thing again, which oh. was essentially an intense buildup of frost in, like, like frostsicles hanging down <laughs> from the sea. The, like, the whole thing was coated in frost, and, I, and my ice cream, I know, my haagen chocolate peanut butter ice cream, was so hard, like like a rock. Like I would have to let it sit and soften for 15 minutes before I could eat it. I cannot do that. Come on now. Yeah. Let's be reasonable oh. about what Anne can and can't do. Um, and then because it was having problems defrosting or whatever, then the vents between the the uh, freezer and the refrigerator compartment, which is how the refrigerator compartment gets the cooling from the air from the freezer. Those got plugged up with ice. And so then the fridge compartment just wasn't cooling. Like the, the freezer was super cold and not defrosting and the fridge had no cooling at all. So anyway, so Mm. I got that fixed the first time and he put in a new thermostat in the freezer and a new, rubber door gasket, you know, the one that goes all the way around the edge of the main fridge door, which yeah. was totally reasonable because I was looking on the internet and it said, if you can take a dollar bill and like freely slide it in and out of the door while it's closed, that's the sign that your gasket doesn't have a good seal. I could have slid a pack of dollar bills <laughs> in and out of that thing and basically have been ever since I got it. So that was like $375 for a piece of <clears throat> rubber and then another 200 and some for the thermostat. So it was $685 to get the fridge fixed. And he said to me, okay, you know, the we have a year warranty. So if anything happens, just give us a call and we'll come back out. So the three weeks happened, started happening again. I called back and the... A scheduler answers the phone and I tell her it's doing it again. And she says, okay, let me talk to the tech and uh, I'll call you back. Didn't hear from her. Didn't hear from her the next day. Called again, went to voicemail, not a company voicemail, but like this woman's voicemail. It went straight to Erica something or other voicemail, which I'm like, that's sort of weird. Yeah. Uh, Called back again that afternoon, straight to voicemail. Called the next day, voicemail. Called the afternoon, voicemail. Left a voicemail. I was like, okay. Fine. Yep. Waited two more days. Sent an email. 
Oh my God. Nothing. And at this point I was like, I'm pretty sure they're not interested in coming back out and That's looking into bull- their work. shit though. Ugh. And like, how, how do you know if the repair company is good, right? Well, you get yeah. Angie's list I, or consumer reports. I don't pay for that shit. Come on. Um, and I just, I don't love Yelp because yeah. I oh. feel like those reviews are just too easily manipulatable, both yes. for, for good sure. and for yes. bad. And, yes. and also I just don't feel like their reviews, even when they're well-intentioned do very well for, for every person who's like Gregory, who is a Yelp reviewer and I'm sure does a great job. There's somebody who's like not really in touch with reality. I think yes. who's doing those. Yes. So I hadn't looked at the Yelp reviews and at this point I did and I was like oh because there were like 40 reviews saying that this guy did the exact same thing oh no yep and then I was like god damn it because I had kind of tried to do my due diligence when I was picking them the first time but um the evidence of problems weren't very far below the surface when I actually started digging. And there were comments about how this wasn't really a company. This was really just one guy with an answering service who tried to make it seem like it was a bigger company. Like he had a branded truck and a uniform and everything. And I think he, I remember when he was there at the end, he was like, would you like to do a, you know, a Google review for us? You could do it right now. And he's like, we're doing a contest uh, to see which of the texts can get the most Google reviews. Uh, and at the time I was like, nah, I, you know, I don't, even the gentlest pressure tactics of me no. putting out a public, a public also, opinion is not. That's so awkward too. Like, uh, no, maybe later. Uh-huh. Bye. <laughs> I know. But now looking back at it from this different lens, I was yeah. like, Hmm, I think he was trying to scam people into giving him good reviews right away yep. and then all the yelp reviews had um responses to from a quote-unquote office manager or something mm-hmm. who was very snippy they were kind of belligerent <laughs> reviews and now hmm. i'm at a dilemma right because i've spent almost the cost of a new refrigerator on this and uh. and and what do i do do i go to a new company and start this all over like, I don't want to get trapped by the sunk cost fallacy. I know. But yet, I don't really want to spend more money. But then the no. only other thing is to buy a new refrigerator. Ugh, so I hate that. I eventually called another guy. And God damn it, I did my Yelp research on that one <laughs> <laughs> first. And he had many good reviews. And this is a single guy who does not have an answering service and answered uh, the phone himself and like, you know, whatever. I just liked that it was more of an honest yeah. setup than anything. And he came out and um, charged me $170 and it's mm-hmm. been 10 days. And so far, so good. Well, I mean, at the end of the and day, I, that's good. Did you tell him about your experience with oh, the yeah. other company? Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's not great. My fridge is damaged. Like, uh, yeah. When you, there's a a plastic plate that runs across the bottom of the fridge. Like when you open the door and then uh, the interior of the fridge, there's a facing plate that runs across the width of the bottom. And when you take that plastic plate off, you can see the metal frame underneath it. And there's a huge dent in the metal frame. Uh, uh. 
And so that was probably keeping the fridge door from closing effectively because it's got this thing pressing outward. And so guy number one actually left that plastic facing plate off. He was like, let's just have one less layer of stuff in there that the door has to cut over. And then the second guy looked at it. He's like, yeah, but there's a huge gap behind it that's just letting all the air come up. So he siliconed the heck out of that and tried to plug that. And then he told me what the problem was. The reason the freezer is filling with so much frost, he said, is because I was leaving the door open. Uh, and I was like, excuse me, what? Right. <laughs> I've had this fridge that. for, f- this is a four-year-old fridge. The <sighs> idea that I would be able to successfully close it every time until the last six weeks kind of strains credulity. And he said, I know, but I've seen this problem a hundred times. And it's always because the door isn't fully getting shut. And mm. it makes sense because yeah. most of the frost buildup was like along the front edge and the front door of the freezer. So I'm mm. like, well, that blows. The only thing that I could think of it is typically when I buy butter, I store it in the freezer and I put it in the freezer door. And I only have one box of butter in there right now because I haven't been baking instead of like 10 boxes of butter. So I'm basically yeah. have nine pounds less weight in the door. So uh, maybe. And has God ever told you more firmly that you need to buy more butter? <laughs> I know. I'm thinking about making croissants again. I'm getting a croissant itch and that requires Ooh. a lot of butter. So, so I don't know. And the other thing that he did was he just raised the front legs a little bit. And so we give it a little gravity. So it's I like, I don't know. It's see, it's frustrating because it's like when you go to the, you call the car dealership because you keep getting a, like a gas light on and they're like, yeah. well, you just need to screw the gas cap on. And you're like, I know how to screw the gas cap on. I'm 46 years old. <laughs> you know, like this seems like a very unsatisfactory answer, but it was a much cheaper answer. Yeah. And he's like, and when you walk past the fridge, just give both the doors a big, a good shove every time you do it. And I'm like, oh, I'm way ahead of you, my friend. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> this ass is going to shove. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes again. Uh, now that I'm over uh, close to $1,000 into the fri- this fridge. And, you know, the other thing that bothers me about it is not just the money, but it's the waste. It's only a four-year-old fridge. I don't want to put it in a landfill. Like... We got enough crap floating in the right ocean now. on this planet, and I just don't want to add to it unless I really that's have a to. Bullshit! A four-year-old fridge, like that's just yeah. that's just bullshit. Right? Yeah, yeah. Four years it is wasn't, not. Yeah, it, it wasn't like a super spendy fridge, but it wasn't like the bottom Still. of the barrel Still. fridge either. So no, that's bullshit. Ugh, I'm know. sorry. You it's were scammed. Way, I know. It's stressful in a way that it shouldn't be stressful. Yes. Like, I just feel like I'm not very good at coping with anxiety these days, like generalized anxiety. Like when Meredith talks about being, you know, having her anxiety related to flying, that makes sense to me. That is like a concrete um, issue. And you can see the threads to that. I just sort of feel anxious all the time. And anytime anything goes wrong around the house, it like magnifies by a thousand yes. to the point where it's like a, a, a thousand paper cuts yeah. kind of yeah. deal. Like I, I was actually thinking last week, I was like, maybe I should just move 
and start fresh oh, where I don't have a house that we're like, I'm anxious about the furnace and I'm anxious about the fridge and I'm anxious about the roof leaking and I'm anxious, you know? Yeah. Like I, mean, I don't think you no should, sense. but yes. No, I would never do it because I am not that financially foolhardy. I'm not Bobby to just pick <laughs> up and move. Yeah. For God's sake. Thanks. Thank you. But, and it's not like in a new place, I wouldn't accumulate a whole new set of tiny traumas. Yes. Um, but it's like, it would be nice to wipe the slate clean and start over mm-hmm. for a little while. But, and also, I find... I definitely have more anxiety than I do like depression. And I find my anxiety really amps up when something like something um, proves my anxiety, right? A little bit. You're like, I guess, see, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, I went through a round of that when it broke the second time. I was like, aha, my anxiety is founded. Yes, exactly. I'm not crazy. See, yeah, it totally no. could happen. Yeah, yeah, I know. See, see, see. See, <laughs> no. I was right. I was right. And the thing is, it's like, okay, fine. Like, uh, you know, it happened and like you didn't die or anything, but it just sucks. And you feel stupid for trusting, not trusting, it's not like yep. you were like, it, but you feel stupid for trusting right. and giving somebody your money. Yeah, I'm sorry. Agreed. That sucks. Oh, well, older and wiser, I guess. Yes. Go bake some croissants and mm-hmm. get after. I I'm want also thinking he- about strawberry macarons. I want to make Ooh. some strawberry macarons with Ooh. lemon mm, lemon curd filling, maybe. So Man, I would fuck with that. I gotta get that butter. You do. You gotta get that butter. Wait, I kind of want you to film a time lapse video or a video. You don't have to be. It just has to be your hands. Because I get mesmerized watching people make croissants. But, I mean, it takes forever, and you have to do so many different steps. Like, the same steps mm-hmm. over and over and over again. But I find it, um, like, comforting. Because I'll never do it, but I find the process comforting. Because it is oh, such no. a process. Yeah, it's totally a process. Like, I think the last time I did it, it took 14 hours. But probably, Jesus. like, 12 and a half hours was just letting it sit in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then there's rest like the rolling and it out. Cool yeah. down. Yeah. No, that. it's it's totally it's a it's a fun thing. But I don't think I mean I don't do it very often and I don't think I would do it except for these croissants are so fucking good. <laughs> when I make them. Oh my god. Are they buttery? They're oh, they're just Flaky. so much better than anything you're ever going to get at yeah. Starbucks. Oh yeah. Or Dunkin'. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Does oh, Duncan yeah. do croissants? Are they fancy Dun- enough for croissants? Duncan has croissants. They're not good. I mean, they're <laughs> fine. They're like, if you're going to have a bacon egg cheese on a croissant, like it's perfectly serviceable, but right. it's uh, not. A croissant know. is one of those things that even when they're bad, they're not bad. It's like yeah. pizza. Yeah. Bad yeah. pizza right. is still good. Yeah. Bad croissants right. are still good. But a good croissant? Oh, my it's God. It's really fucking good. I can't even. Oh. I mean, should question of the week besides croissants, what should Anne bake? <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, we can't do that one because we had something similar for Meredith with her passion oh, right. curd. Right, we right, have to right. Come right. up with some other question of the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What books you read? I don't know. No, um, just be. Uh, and they had some some looking ahead for the listeners. We are looking for our next book club book, but but it's a challenge because we don't want a current bestseller and we don't yep. want anything with nutritional content. Yep. Um, no. I stumbled we, backwards into a, yeah. an acquaintance of mine knowing an author of a smutty book that got good ratings last year. 
And so I suggested yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually a good read or not. I know. We can talk about that. Um, it's, it's, to me, it shares a little bit of DNA with the Coho formula. <laughs> Coho. Not that that shit it crazy. It probably does. Well, it was written last year, right? So anybody who wants to make it big is probably yeah. just trying to mimic that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm not heartbroken if we don't do that. We're also the... Um, the C- the Tishi Road Trip Cinema Spectacular is going to be going to both Alaska and Hawaii soon. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> some way. Somehow. We're going to drive <laughs> that Sienna right over the ocean. <laughs> it's going to like, like in um, Speed where she like leaps over, like goes over the bridge or like Dukes yeah. of Hazarding it over. <laughs> really impressed. I was thinking uh, more James Bond with like the boat conversion. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep, that's good. So mm. all that is to come. But yeah, question of the week is uh, is tough. How about just um, uh, the swings at the state fair? Yes or no? Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make yes. it a really simple question of the yes. week this week. <laughs> uh, I, wonder, I don't know how to set up a poll, but that's probably a really good one. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Oh, right? no, it's super easy because I did it for um, our serial uh, March Madness. Oh, yeah. Super easy. Yeah, we can do yep. it. There we go. Um, all right. Moving on to Tishi Recommends. Um, I, of course, watched Beckham on Netflix. Honestly, I was a little bit like, I don't know if I want to watch this because, like, I was a Spice Girls fan, but I, but probably Posh was my least favorite. I was more of a scary gal. Um, well, she was kind of a black hole as yeah, far as the Spice like, Girls went. And and not to say that that was not on purpose. I think yeah. her, her trait, other than Posh, was mysterious. Yes. Mysterious yes. Kind of like and snooty, sophisticated. Yep. And, yep. Um, it seemed like the other four Spice Girls kind of were much more present than she was. Um, exactly. And I, you know, they have a whole thing, you know, their whole family and the whole thing with them. And I don't really watch soccer. So I was just like, I don't know, maybe, but I was bored one day and decided to put it on. Um, it was so fun. What I really did like about it is because being an American, I didn't know if you guys know I'm an American and, Hmm. um, (laughs) I know you never would have guessed it, but I, I obviously do not really follow like English soccer like it's just not a bit th- it's never been a thing i knew who david beckham was <laughs> the fact that you call it english soccer is football <laughs> indication uh, <laughs> enough <laughs> i'm just really trying to fit in uh now in so it i would say a majority it's really focused on him she is a part of it because he she is a part of his life but it's really focused on his career how he started and i thought it was fascinating first of all i forgot how he was really beautiful he was a really beautiful man it's not blonde men aren't really my type but like he was really pretty i i like and it was just an interesting kind of they interview a lot of people around him including his parents um and his dad hmm was maybe an asshole like he just was obsessed with Man United and he wanted his son to play for Man United. So he kind of just, and he, his dad didn't play or anything. He was just a super fan and he would just take David out there and, and just, it's almost like a Tiger Woods thing where it was like, this is what you're going to mm-hmm. do. You're going to be good at this. And he, and David said, you know, I was not very good at school. So I, would play soccer. And then when it was raining, I would come and draw pictures of soccer players. Like that's what I would do with my time. Um, and it was just, I just love that. 
there's a certain time I was a young person in the late nineties, early two thousands. I was like, yes, this is the time. Like I just remember it. And anyway, it was interesting to see his soccer career and how much that affects the country and how psychotic the British press is. You know, they said moving to Los Angeles was like a breath of fresh air for them, which is crazy, but they were just hounded there. Anyway, it's really fun. It could have been maybe two episodes. Um, it is four, uh, but ah. but I, uh, yeah, I know. Um, and so, like the last little bit, I was like, mm, "All right, I'm good." Um, but I really yeah, but enjoyed that's it. True of almost everything uh-huh. Uh-huh. on TV these days, on streaming anyway. Yeah. It always could have been two thirds or half the number yeah. of actual episodes. Yes, but you got to get those streaming clicks, commercials, right? So. Um, but Except I, for I, my series, Wheel of Time, where they're taking. <laughs> 14,000 page books and they're giving them Condense eight it. episodes a season. Yeah. It's like so yeah. stupid. There's Power no packed. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, um, it's really can good. Can we just take some of other people's airtime and yes. just give it to my show? Thank you very we much. We don't need all that business. I do like that Fisher Stevens is the director and sort of the interview. I mean, oh, it's a little bit of a hagiography. Ha- ha- I mean, they do, they do critique him, but also it's really like he has to participate. So they're, you know, pretty right, glowing on right. him. So it's interesting to see Fisher Stevens interact a little bit. The other thing, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, it makes me really sad that nobody has. I mean, no, Bobby, you were not included in this because it was of necessity for you. But it makes me really sad that people don't have their normal teeth anymore because it shows him up until truly not that long ago his teeth were not terrible they were just you know he just had kind of a wonky tooth here and there but like they were fine and now when they interview him his teeth he just has that that teeth that everybody has Bobby I actually think yours are more differentiated I don't think that you have that just chiclet well no yeah no mine mine were designed to blend in yeah yeah uh I don't have those uh just that game giant show grill like yeah to joe biden smile yeah. well, i remember we had a conversation about this when we watched goodwill hunting about yes yes ben affleck's goodwill hunting teeth like and his baby now teeth. teeth yeah yep. now they're just chompers and i always think like ooh, they have like little triangles underneath those <laughs> i know teeth. that's so gross it's <laughs> so gross it's like if you took the veneers off they would just have like lizard mouths <laughs> do you have a lizard mouth bobby well i mean only on a full moon. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, hope the veneers aren't going to come off because then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he also has tattoos. Well, he didn't. He had some tattoos. He has them all up and down his like neck. Yeah. He has it's a lot just, of tattoos. Just, now. It's, a lot, it's a lot. But anyway, I found it really funny. I found it good. They're clearly very into each other still, though. There was a part where they, they were like, we had some, there were some rumors and they never really said they were not true or they were true. So, which makes me believe, um, they were true, but that's okay. They're still together. And I don't know. It was very charming. So Beck good for them if Netflix. they're happy. I know, you know, they have four kids. I don't know. <laughs> Get after it. And they're only like, they've done, they seem like they've been around for so long. And I looked at, he was born in 1975. Like he's not, old hmm. at all he's in his 40s anyway yeah that's that n- not old at all no he's not not old at all all right well anyway. that seems interesting <laughs> it's good um whatever bobby you're young yes true so uh, young it's so my young. back hurts uh, oh honey i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry 
And uh, with that, get involved with the show at thisshowhaseverything.com or more importantly on our Facebook group where you can answer the very important question of the week. <laughs> Swings right at a state <laughs> fair, yes slash no. <laughs> and of course, we want to hear your thoughts about that, not just your vote. Uh, you can email us at tshishow at gmail.com or send us a voice memo there like Jessica, like Bree. Which is not a cheese joke. I'm very sorry, Bree. But those your other two life. were maligning your name hey. like that. <laughs> Just timing. <laughs> uh, but we love to hear people. and We love to hear your voice on those voice memos. And of course, as always, the AOL keyword is T-She. Thanks for joining us. And that was everything important-ish that's been going on in our lives lately. Don't hurt me, don't hurt me, no more.